With the nights getting longer here in North America, I thought now would be a great time to talk about how you do astrophotography. That wonderful style of photography where you capture the night sky and light coming from millions and billions of kilometers away. So today on episode 41 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast, I'll give you nine tips to better capture the night sky. As always, I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for joining me here today. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting engaging adventure portraits of people doing what they love in the great outdoors. If you want to follow along in all our adventures, check us out on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography. Now, let's get on with the show. Have you ever wondered how the pros create images of the night sky that look simply out of this world? How they capture images of stars with no trails or little noise? Then today's episode is just for you. The tips here should help you shoot the Milky Way, the Northern Lights, a full moon, or galaxies of stars. And all it takes is a little patience, the right gear, and some time. All right, let's get going with tip number one. Planning. As always, it all starts with planning. But in astrophotography, this can be so much more important. The Milky Way is only visible at certain times of the year, the moon runs on cycles, and you won't be able to see landscapes to compose shots. So you will need to plan ahead to get the astrophotos that you want. Planning around moon cycles is particularly important. A full moon can heavily impact your ability to capture stars, so you will want to head out when the moon is close to new. I've done plenty of backpacking trips where we had full moons and it made it nearly impossible to capture all the stars in the sky and get that beautiful, all-encompassing starry night sky. And it's particularly important to avoid full moons if you want crisp shots of the Milky Way as the moon can eliminate the light coming from many of the smaller stars in the sky, thus making your image look less full and feel less full and feel less magical and overwhelming. Planning will also impact how you compose your scene. If you're planning on including any elements on the ground, like plants or valleys, you'll want to scout them beforehand to understand what they look like. At night, especially during a new moon, you won't be able to clearly see the details in the landscape to plan your photo while you're just standing there. One great app you can use to help plan things that will show you like where the moon is going to be in the sky and where the Milky Way is going to be in the sky is called PhotoPills. It's a very popular photo planning app, and it's great to take with you when you are able to scout a location physically before it gets dark. Tip number two, dark skies. While you can certainly capture amazing night photos from within city limits, your best bet is going to be to get away from artificial light. And the further away, the better. This is because artificial light causes light pollution, which limits our ability to see and capture the stars. Light pollution is the reason we can't see as many stars in the city as we can from in the backcountry. And if you really want to get to those best places for the dark sky, if you're planning a trip specifically for night photos, check out the dark sky preserves all across the world. I know we have a couple of them here in Alberta, in Jasper, and in Waterton National Park. And there are a number of them littered throughout the states and all across the rest of the world. Now, these are protected areas that allow people to view and photograph the night sky without having a ton of other light pollution in there. They are some of the darkest places you will find in the world. All right, moving on to tip number three, tripod. This is a must. Night photography is all about long exposures and or multiple exposures from the exact same spot. And the only way to accomplish this is to use a sturdy tripod. 
This is the one piece of photography gear that will make or break a night shot. A flimsy, wobbly tripod will make your images unusable, so go get one that can hold the weight of your camera and then some, and that doesn't fall over with the slightest gust of wind or start shaking really badly. Because any vibrations, any shakiness, anything like that will get translated straight up into your camera and it will cause your image to be shaky. Now, to get the best night photos, you are going to end up using exposures of a few seconds or more, meaning you will need your camera to stay still for that entire time. Now, to understand more about shutter speed and long exposures, check out our episode on the exposure triangle. But honestly, even if you understand the exposure triangle perfectly, you use the perfect settings, you get everything exactly right, doesn't mean anything if you have a flimsy tripod. That will ruin your image. So invest heavily in a good tripod if you really love astrophotography and want to start doing it better. All right, going on to tip number four, lenses. Lenses are what make the biggest difference in astrophotography. You will want a lens with a fast aperture around f2.8 or lower if you possibly can to allow in the most light. When you are just getting started with astrophotography, you will also want to stick to wide angle lenses around 16 to 24 millimeters on full frame cameras. This will give you the ability to capture the most of the night sky that you possibly can and get that amazing grandiose feeling that the night sky gives us, but it will also lessen the movement of the stars and you'll be able to use longer exposure times without creating star trails. Star trails are those little streaks of light that follow behind stars as they're moving in the sky because the earth is rotating and so the stars will move that little tiny bit as the earth rotates. And you can get that pinpoint accuracy by using specific shutter lengths that we'll talk about in another tip. Generally speaking though, the longer the focal length, the shorter your exposure needs to be to stop light trails from occurring. Now, while we are talking about lenses, ensure to stop up your lens by about a stop or so. So on an f2.8 lens, try to shoot around f3.5 to f4. This will give you a good amount of light still coming in, but it will also give you sharper stars and reduce the aberrations and comas that can sometimes occur around the stars themselves. You'll just get a better quality image overall by doing that. All right, tip number five, the 500 rule. Now you can use this rule as a general guide to avoiding star trails. Take the focal length of your lens and divide 500 by it. The outcome will give you approximately how long your shutter can be open for before star trails appear. So if you are using a 50 millimeter lens, 500 divided by 50 is 10, which means you can have a 10 second exposure. Or if you are using a 16 millimeter lens, 500 divided by 16 is about 31, meaning you can have a 31 second exposure. Of course, this is just a starting point and you may need to adjust by a second or two to make sure you are getting that pin sharp accuracy of the lights. All right, tip number six, get a headlamp with a red light. First off, anyone who travels or adventures should own a headlamp. They should be a staple in your bag when you head out. No more carrying around a flashlight and only having one hand to use or needing to hold it in your teeth. Get a headlamp. And since you're adding a headlamp to your kit bag, get one that has a red bulb function. Now, red light is special because it doesn't affect your night vision, meaning you can turn on your headlamp to see settings, grab a piece of gear, and still be able to see your surroundings and all the amazing stars. If you use a typical headlamp that just has the white light on it, you will cause a massive reduction in your night vision and actually that can affect your ability to see the stars, see your surroundings, and just kind of enjoy the moment a little bit better. 
Now the same issue actually goes for LCD screens as well. Try to avoid using your phone as much as you possibly can. And don't spend too long looking at your camera's screen as these will also affect your night vision. It's a type of white blue light that will definitely limit your night vision. So try to avoid using them if possible. And I know this can be really difficult because of mirrorless cameras getting rid of our real life viewfinders and switching them over for electronic viewfinders, but do the best that we can to not look at screens too much. All right, going on to tip number seven, foreground objects. Astrophotography in itself is pretty amazing, but to take it to the next level, try to incorporate a foreground element into your image. This can be a mountain, trees, building, your tent, anything really that will add an interesting element. Having a foreground element gives people a sense of scale in your image, and having the right placement of the object alongside the night sky gives you an added compositional element as well. Tip number eight, rest up. Try to get some rest before heading out for a night of shooting. Too often I've gone to do night photography at 1 or 2 a.m., but I haven't gotten any rest for the entire day. Then when the time to go out shooting rolls around, I'm tired and cranky and just don't want to head out, so I either go and create terrible images or I just curl up in bed and sleep. What I suggest is catching a quick nap a few hours before you need to head out. This way you will be energized and ready to go. And to encourage you to go once you wake up and get back out of bed and everything, I also suggest packing your bag fully beforehand and laying out all your clothing. This way all you need to do is wake up, grab your kit, and walk out the door. And unfortunately, the typical time for the night sky to be at its darkest is like 1, 2, 3 a.m., um, well after the sun has set and well before it is rising again. So you will have to be out there in the midst of the middle of the night. All right, our final tip, tip number nine, safety. This applies at all times, but even more so at night. Be aware of your surroundings. When it's very dark, it is easy to step off an edge or trip on a rock and be seriously injured. It's also a bit easier for wildlife to come near and for you and the wildlife to be startled by each other's presence. I really remember a moment when I was doing some night photography on the Isle of Skye in Scotland when I started hearing all these strange noises coming from the water right beside me, like less than two feet away beside me. There was a lot of slapping of the water and some heavy breathing and just weird, weird noises and it made me jump like a foot in the air. And I quickly turned on my headlamp and looked towards the sounds and there was a seal coming up out of the water right beside me. In fairness, it also seemed to jump when my light hit it and it froze for a moment before swinging down the beach and just sliding right past my camera and out of sight. This exchange startled me so much. I had no idea there was a seal in the water right beside where I had set up, and I have no idea if that seal knew I was there, if it had just popped up out of the water. But either way, super, super startling moment. So this isn't to say don't go out. Go out, enjoy, adventure, be in the darkness. But just be prepared and be aware of what's around you and that things at night can sneak up on you a lot easier and you can sneak up on other things quite easily as well. So it is paramount to make a little bit of extra noise, just kind of let other beings that might be out there in the wilderness with you know that you are there, so you don't cause yourself or them a problem. And that's it. Those are my nine tips for astrophotography to help get you started. Once you get out there and try a few times, astrophotography becomes far less daunting and much easier to do, really. So 
really, my last piece of advice is just to get out your front door and go exploring. That is the only way to get those really awesome astro picks. And to possibly change up your sleep schedule a little bit, because you're going to have to be out there late at night, early in the morning kind of thing. Now, if you want to read the whole show notes for this episode, you can find them online at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. You can also follow along on our journey on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School or Robert Massey Photography if you want to see kind of the adventures I'm up to in my everyday life. Now, get out there and create some amazing images. All right, let's adventure. Bye for now.